What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Against All Odds podcast. I'm here with Robbie Crawford. Robbie, what's, what's up? What's up, my boy? All right. How you doing? Good, man. Good. Good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. All right, so uh, let's roll the intro and let's get started. Okay, so Robbie, um, do you want to give me like your full name and your playing position and your hometown? Yeah. Uh, Robbie Crawford, center midfielder. Gurik, Scotland. Gurik. Give Gurik the mention, yeah. It's like the small town outside of Glasgow. How far is Gurik outside of Glasgow? <laughs> it's like 40 minutes. 40 minutes? Yeah. Oh, so you've been lying this whole time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm not that close to Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's like people would always do that, even in like Portland. Yeah. Like, they're like all the time, oh yeah, I'm from Portland. Yeah. I'm like, no way, so am I. I'm like, actually, I'm from Salem. <laughs> that sucks. So you're fake, huh? Yeah, pretty much. All right, good. And then, um, so being from Scotland, obviously, I'm guessing your entire upbringing was all around football. Yeah. Did you play any other sports or anything? No, I um, I mean I did like long distance running, like cross country. Mm-hmm. But again, that just kind of went hand in hand with playing football. I guess running a lot, but um, played a little bit of rugby. That was just mostly football. I heard yeah. you were like one of the top cross country runners in Scotland. Yeah, I think like when I was like twelve, I won like the national championship or something. Like that's crazy. Kinda, yeah, it was pretty decent. At it. When you were doing that, did any part of you was like, oh, maybe I should stick to cross country or were you just like no I love it no no I never considered it sometimes people ask like what would I do if I wasn't playing football I'd probably do athletics some sort of long distance running but I've never had a choice of a chance of choosing that over football yeah Uh, did you start cross country just as a way to stay and like get fit for football or um I can't really remember just kind of there was a couple of events going on and yeah end up winning like the first couple that I did and just was pretty good at it and mm-hmm. just something I did like on the side yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and then what was your like family situation do you have a brother sisters two older brothers uh-huh. so they're like nine and eleven years older than me so like oh, quite okay. a gap so then obviously when I was able to walk they were much older and just literally as soon as I could walk them and my dad were just kicking the ball around with me mm-hmm. so yeah did they play at a high level um one of them played semi-professional amateur don't know what you'd call it but yeah, yeah. Um, played that for a few years and they both they're both like pretty decent but mm-hmm. never really considered making a career of it I don't think and then like when did you first get into like high level like academy uh, that was when I was eight I got a letter old. in the mail from Rangers asking me to come up for practice and I don't think they had an under eight so it was like training with under tens and did pretty well, I guess. And they just, I just kept going back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how did, how did, so how did they see you? They saw me playing for my local, like, just local team. Just at eight years old. Eight years old. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who it would have been. Uh, yeah, just like a local kind of boys club. We call them back uh, home. Just like yeah, kind of. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And then so eight years old, where you got you got like invited in to come train with the, the ten year olds of, yeah. of the Rangers, Glasgow Rangers. Uh, like, how were you nervous at all, or were you just so young that you're just like, oh, I'm playing footy, like it's no big deal? Um, it was kind of ner- like we trained at the stadium, so obviously you got like the big feel, the big atmosphere. Mm-hmm. We trained the, we got dressed in the away locker rooms, and it was kind of like a little bit of nerves compared to your local team. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, you're so young, you just kind of want to go enjoy it. And uh, like I said, thankfully it went well, and I ended up playing like a year above myself for quite a few years at the uh-huh. start there and then like it was like under 13s or 14s went back down to my own age group okay yeah why like when, even when you were 10 and then you had your own age you were still playing up with the 11s yeah why was that just because you're good I guess yeah I mean 
yeah, that was just good <laughs> enough. <laughs> you don't have to be humble. Here. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was at that age, like, quite big things were expected of me, with, um, mm -hmm. playing above myself and the head of the youth always said that me and one other guy were like the best in Scotland and stuff and that was, it was company of those. Did you I guess feel, was good enough. did you feel pressure when they were saying that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess, even at such a young age. Uh -huh. um, just because you want to do well at that age, do well for your family, the coaches, put a lot of pressure on myself internally as well, so mm -hmm. it's just, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, even for like, for me, even I remember at 11 years old, going for the local club tryouts, I would still feel like a lot of pressure yeah. on myself. Yeah. And because a lot of people are like, oh, when I was a kid, I didn't even think about that. But like, I was always the type, like, I was like, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of pressure here. Definitely. Even when it was my local club team in Portland, there was no yeah. pressure there, yeah. you know? So I'm always curious to see if, if you felt that pressure or if it was like, no, not at yeah. all. I mean, I th yeah, I think it, I did feel it quite early to be uh, honest. Yeah, probably more along the lines of you. It's just finding that balance, isn't it? Trying to enjoy yourself and mm -hmm. express yourself and then still deal with the pressure. And then you were with the Rangers all the way up until your professional career. Yeah. Like started. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Because not that many academy players end up actually playing for the first team. No. No. That's not at all. No. Especially yeah. because, like, like, say, probably saw hundreds, literally hundreds of guys, like, through the academy and it just doesn't work out for whatever reason. So it's pretty cutthroat even at a young age so mm -hmm. yeah it was, it was amazing to actually to get what, through there. what percentage do you think actually make it to, the, to their own first team like that uh, i think it's less than some scary style or like less than five percent less than two percent i don't really know i don't yeah. want to get it wrong but it's, it's yeah it's in not my like head i was like thinking one or two one or two percent like, probably yeah sounds about right that's just me throwing on it yeah up, you know? i know i know that's that's pretty intense like yeah did, it, did a lot of your teammates that, let's say they didn't play for the first team, end up ever playing for the first team, did they ever go and play for other professional teams in Scotland or elsewhere abroad? Yeah, yeah, it happens. Mm -hmm. um, there was like a strange percentage of my actual age group that just dropped out and don't play at all anymore. I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't know what happened there, but in general, like Just guys, 18, they just stopped? Pretty much. Just, yeah. yeah. I think when you're at Rangers, it's such a drop to go somewhere else and maybe like... Yeah, for whatever reason, it just doesn't happen for them, yeah. I've, I've talked with a lot of people that played or grown up in like academies in England or other academies elsewhere, Germany, whatever. Yep. I feel like over there, especially with very high level academies like that, there's a lot of, of pressure where if you don't make it to the first team or make it to a professional team at 16, 17, 18, find a different job. Yeah, I and feel, I like, feel the, like yeah. on the opposite, if you're at a lower level academy or even not playing academy, it's kind of like, yeah, if you enjoy it, keep playing. Yeah. Do, did exactly. you find that to be true? Yeah, I'd say so, definitely. Mm -hmm. definitely. Even leaving at like 23, I went from Rangers basically to like a non-league Scottish team within a few months just because it's, it's just like such a drop and you think that's your whole world over and there's nothing else out there, you're used to that sort of bubble. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I think moving abroad, moving to Iceland was, was part of yeah, seen there's there's a big world out there. Yeah, yeah, and you can keep playing at a yeah. high level. Yeah, like you went to New Zealand, Germany, like all over to experience the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just cool because there's just always there's so many teams out there. Even yeah. I guess this crazy tiny world, small world, everybody knows each other. But like I've always was worried at times where I was like, oh, I'm gonna run out of opportunities. Definitely. Yeah. And I don't want to say that doesn't happen because it does happen. But like if you keep training, keep playing at a high level, keep reaching out, keep meeting new people, yeah. opportunities right keep yeah. on popping up. Yeah, 100. Um, so w during your youth development, like from 11 to 17, pretty much, were you doing? How often were you training with your academy team? We we trained Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, 
Thursday we were able to miss school, mm-hmm. so we went practice during the day at Rangers, and then Friday night, and then there was like a select group on Saturday mornings that trained, and then we had games on Sunday, so it was That's literally awesome. <laughs> every day, <laughs> living the dream. <laughs> Seven days a week. Yeah. So no, did you need an off day at all? Like, I was like, I don't know when I really rested, or yeah, I guess during this day at school, Monday through Friday for the most part wasn't particularly active and then train at night and then when you're that age yeah full of energy enthusiasm you yeah, when you're that age going. i was doing like double day triple day yeah. not even viewing it like that no. just like i'm just, just bored let's going. just play yeah, exactly um but that that is a huge difference i feel like because i mean when i was growing up in portland we first of all we didn't even have academies mm-hmm. when i was growing up up until i turned 16 and then so all of our club teams trained twice a week it was wow. tuesday thursday yeah. at night for an hour and a half and like I was doing a ton of my own, but again, I wasn't even viewing it at training up until I was like 14. I was just yeah. viewing it of like, I'm bored, let's play 1v1 with my lower, little brother enjoying, yeah. and like juggling. Yeah. And so just because I saw Ronaldinho be able to do around the world, so mm-hmm. like, I want to try to do yeah. that. But like, I had no formal like training like that. So yeah. that was one thing like I was so jealous once I found out people were training that much with their yeah. teams. Like that's very, that's awesome. That's why, you know, the UK has such high level footballers I guess so yeah yeah but I, I think so. it is changing in America for sure now yeah yeah it's nice that's, to see. that's good were you doing any extra training outside of your team training I wasn't really in terms of I mean I was always like just in my house just had always had a ball on my feet and mm-hmm. messing around but in terms of like going out and practicing I don't really feel like I did that until I was 16 17 when I went full-time at Rangers like uh-huh. left school and then left high school and professional and then I just didn't really have time, like yeah. to at school and then straight to practice, there was just no extra free time and then as soon as I went uh, full-time professional then it was obviously you train in the morning and then there's a lot of hours in the day and then that's when I really got a lot of extra, extra reps in. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Made the most of it. Just doing the typical like trying to nutmeg your mom or something in the kitchen <laughs> with the ball. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every kid does. Hit my dad as he walked up the stairs or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's actually like everybody does that. That's yeah. cool though. Um, uh, how was like, how did the process go of going from in the academy at 16 to signing your first pro contract and becoming a full-time footballer? Um, it's basically just keep doing well and then it's on the your under-17s coach and like the head of the academy to make that decision and mm-hmm. they call you in at the end of the season and let you know basically if they want to keep you or not and that's pretty much what, how it had been for years like since I was eight. You'd, train each year, each season, then you'd have like a parents night at that age and then towards like 16, 17 they'd call you in and tell you what they thought and that was kind of make or break. Uh, so every year for you it was just like positive feedback and like, and then finally it, was it the U15 or like six, or 16? Yeah. And then they just said, yeah, we want to sign you a fully professional contract now? Basically. I mean, it was all like very high praise until under 16s actually had a really bad one and really? I was close to getting like released actually really? um, and then I just something clicked in me and I like really knuckled down for like because I was like a midway point in the it was like a parents night mm-hmm. so then I had like the rest of that season to prove myself and I really so it was like a little wake up knuckle, yeah definitely definitely uh, so you killed it the second half of the yeah, season yeah pretty much and then so I could have left at that point but I stayed on an extra year at school to get they're called hires they're mm-hmm. like qualifications just in case I ever got injured or needed to go to university just because it's a little bit of a different system over there so mm-hmm. I got those and then after that year they said they wanted to keep me on full time and that's yeah that's what I did awesome yeah so I went pro then yeah how was it when you signed you know, when you finally sat down and signed the, the first pro contract 
It was cool. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> I mean, I didn't looking back. I don't really, I didn't really savor it at the time. I was just kind of like saying it, like let's get on with it, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm more so savored the first team contract. That was cool. Mm-hmm. But like um, for that first pro one, I just was just relief as much as anything. Just like all these years working, can leave school, just focus on being a player. So mm-hmm. that's cool. And then so once you became like that was your full time job now. Yeah. Um, what extra training did you start doing? Like, because you said that that's yeah. when it started clicking. Yeah. Um, I just ran every day in the off season, like did ball work and then ran gym literally every day, like mm-hmm. triple sessions, just really went for it. And then I came back, it's my first year pro, first couple of months I was like way ahead of everyone my age and uh-huh. it, was, it just really paid off. And then um, that year I managed to train with the first team and again did well. And then it just kind of, I think that first off season really gave me the the blueprint of what I had to do and I've kind of done it ever since just I knew what worked for me and yeah it definitely pays off when you do all that work in the off season yeah, yeah. that's like I wish you I know. see yeah. that 100% yeah it is yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny because a lot of people will be like oh, like oh it's a time to rest to yeah. let your body heal and I like I, I agree to an extent especially if you play for 10 months straight yeah. like I do think you need time to deload a little bit definitely. but I think people in my opinion, I think people deload too much. Yeah. And I think that's where injuries start to come in, where you deload too much, and then it's that ramping back up in intensity that exactly. hurts people. Exactly. And their body's like, not used I mean, that's my unscientific you know, experience, yeah. but like, that's yeah. what I've seen. And no. I feel like people that just don't really stop and just stay here the entire time, they do, do well. Yeah. You know? as, yeah. as long as you're you know, managing your body enough. Yeah, Little overuse injuries yeah. start to pop up, you take care of it. But, Definitely. No, I um, can agree more. What were you doing for like your, your for fitness? Were you just going on longer runs, like cross-country style runs, or what were you doing? I would do um, four-minute intervals quite a lot. Uh-huh. That was kind of my thing. Just uh, sort of short work, a little bit of rest, like 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. Yeah. Um, or like a four-minute relay. Um, we had one fitness coach at Rangers give us like a thousand meters round. It was like three laps of a field basically. Just do that in a good time. I used to do that quite a lot. Um, yeah, just mix up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. for ball work, what were you doing? Just me and, and a goal really. Just like went on my own, had some cones, dribble around it, shots away, uh, bouncing off a wall. Just really simple stuff. Really yeah. nothing th- like too fancy at all. Just. That's, I feel like the, the craziest thing is I think a lot of younger players think in order to improve and get to the pro professional level, you need professional level drills. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I think it's more about the professional level intensity mm-hmm. of the drills. Because it's like, you dribble through cones, you yeah. do simple passing patterns. It's all very simple stuff. Yeah. It's just doing it at, at intensity. Yeah, definitely, know? definitely. But that's cool. And then for gym work, what were you doing it for in the gym? Again, nothing, <laughs> nothing too crazy. crazy. I would do... Actually, when I became a, like in Finland, I got a good routine in the off season. I've kind of stuck to that one. So I've kind of, oh yeah, as you get older, you probably say the same. You find what works for you and whatnot, probably. Mm-hmm. But then I was trying to do too much. I would do like, like plyos, explosive stuff, and heavyweights and high intensity. Yeah. Like I probably should have just taken the time. Same yeah, thing, I just yeah. want to do everything all at once. Yeah. Just think it's going to help. The workouts were like an hour and a half long yeah. in the gym. <laughs> exactly. Just doing so much. So, yeah, yeah. Just trying to squeeze it all in there. Yeah. But yeah. like, a, I mean, at younger ages, your body is more resilient with yeah, that, I feel like, so it's okay. Like I never, I, I had a couple problems that I, overtraining stuff, but yeah. just not listening to my body. I felt yeah. like the workouts were okay, maybe a little bit long. Yeah. But yeah, just as soon as a little problem starts to come, I'm like, ah, no big deal, yeah, I'm fine. Exactly, yeah. no rest, just keep um, going. Yeah, that's, that's cool. And then, so when did you first start training with the first team? How old were you? Uh, 17. 
17. 17, I think, was my first session. I still remember that pretty well. It was funny because I wasn't even playing in the under 17s, like, um, just kind of in and out of the team. And then one of the first team coaches came around to watch the session, and I had, I mean, I feel like I've always trained well. That's kind of always been my strength. Like, I would always mm -hmm. be one of the top performers in training, at least. And then, uh, thankfully, that was the case that day that he came around to watch. And then the very next day, yeah, called me around to train with the first team. And That's sick. There was like, yeah, international guys, play, guys that play Champions League and yeah. playing for the country and stuff. So it was, it was a really good level and I loved it. Was it a big jump? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a big jump, but at the same time, you're playing with better guys, so that kind of lifts your level as mm -hmm. well. So it wasn't like, I don't know, I just, I took to it quickly and it went well. And they, they had me back more often than not. And it was kind of me and maybe one or two other guys that would get asked around, so mm -hmm. it was cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Did you, um, what was the biggest notice the speed of play or like the physicality of it? Like what was the big, biggest difference that you had to adjust to? Probably the intensity, I think. Just mm -hmm. general speeds. Obviously everyone's a bit more physical. They're like grown men, never mind playing yeah. under 17s, 18s, 19s. They were like, yeah, big guys, quick. Um, just, just the level all around was better, like better technically. Not like massive jumps, just like mm -hmm. small margins all over, just more accomplished players all around, I'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny how the little things add up yeah. to make so much difference. Yeah, it's Yeah, that's that's crazy. Who was yeah. the best player that you ended up playing with? Um, both I want, both like choose. most yeah. accomplished. Yeah, like biggest name. Or like, I think <laughs> both. Most accomplished <laughs> and then also just the most that you're impressed with in the training sessions. Uh, good question. <laughs> I would say, I mean, there were some big names like that played in the Champions League, like said, like Jelovic played in the Premier League, mm -hmm. uh, Stephen Davis played in the Premier League. Uh, guys like Jerome Rotten, I don't remember how he played in the Champions League final the year before he got to <laughs> Rangers. It's just like pretty big names and it's just kind of in awe of them at, at first. But at the same time, I was always focused on myself. I don't know. Yeah. I never really took too much note of other people. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I was just working on doing well and yeah. improving That's a myself. That's good attitude, yeah, though. Honestly, yeah. Uh, you don't want to put the other players on a pedestal. Exactly. Too much. No. no. Then you start giving them because I think you should give older players a little bit of respect. But if you give them too much respect, yeah. And you put them on a pedestal, then you start playing yeah, worse. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I was there to impress the coaches and whatnot. I didn't really care who else was there. So was uh, was there any player in training that you're like, this guy's on another level, just like technically or whatever <laughs> or not really no. yeah. <laughs> not really <laughs> I don't want to sound so uh -huh. like I uh, just I don't know I never really took note of it. obviously guys that had amazing careers and took, yeah. like say respect them and you just wanted to learn from them but there was never anyone I was like oh man I it's just could never do little that little details yeah. the little things yeah. a little bit sharper a little yeah. bit faster I'd yeah. say so it's, yeah. it's a big thing like um even people talking about you know the difference between the USL or the MLS or MLS and other leagues abroad. Yep. If you're a pro, like it, you have a certain you know standard, and then the, as you go up, it's like just refining those yeah. things of what I found. And there's always players that are just special in yeah, different areas. Yeah. I, I, from what I've seen, I haven't played at the highest level or anything, but like I've always seen, it's just like little. They play a little bit faster, a little bit sharper. If they're hitting a long ball. It, they'll get it nine out of ten exactly. times versus eight, seven more consistent. Times, so yeah, yeah. just true. little things like that. That's what I've seen. No, I agree with that. Yeah, 100%. that's that's really cool though. And then when did you get your first time like to start actually getting into a match, your debut? That was when I was just turned eighteen, I think. Mm -hmm. It was like uh, it was pretty 
big story in the UK, obviously, when Rangers, they had like financial difficulties and um, it was the summer before they went into like administration and got dropped out in the leagues. I made my debut in a friendly. Um, it was over in Northern Ireland, actually. We got like a private jet over and it was just me and one other young kid that went. And really? It, was, it was really cool. Yeah, it was a cool experience for, <laughs> for my debut. Uh -huh. And then uh, I was on the bench for their last game of the season, like a, the Premiership game okay. of the season. And then uh, in that summer, like say all these guys that played for the country and like all these the bigger players left and mm. went on to different clubs in England or wherever and, and then that's when all of us young guys got a chance to really be first team players. So you got you got honestly got pretty like we're pretty fortunate with the financial difficulties kind of helping yeah. kickstart yeah. your entry into the game. Yeah, definitely. That's crazy to get definitely. flown in a private jet with another yeah, kid. Well, especially when they were just talking about their financial <laughs> difficulties like that week and then <laughs> we got this jet. Was, Hop was, on boys. Was private jet. <laughs> exactly. It was so weird. Uh, That's really funny. But yeah, it was cool. And yeah, like you say, it definitely who knows how many games I would have played if, if Rangers hadn't gone down, but yeah. um, it definitely suited me and a few other young guys that were kind of breaking through. We who got who was your, your debut game again? Uh, the friendly or the official one? Official Sorry, one. The official one was against a team called Brecon. They're like a League Two team in Scotland. Okay. League One, League Two. We had, a, we had them in the cup. Mm. So I came on and then it went to extra time and then we won them. Yeah, it was cool. It was how was that? Feeling. Nervous at all? Uh, that one, I've been more nervous in games that followed that one. The first one, not really again. I was more just focusing on the yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah, what, what, what games were you more nervous about? I think just generally as the season goes on, there's different games that just, I don't know. When I was younger, I was quite inconsistent with my like mentality maybe leading into games. I don't mm. know, one week you feel amazing, and then next week you're a little bit more nervous. And yeah. Um, yeah, just generally there were like cup games or Games at home were pretty, you know, 50,000 fans, it's quite <laughs> quite intimidating at times, especially <laughs> when they are kind yeah. of thrown into it, so uh, those games were a bit more nerve-wracking. I've noticed that too, of like getting older, a more consistent mentality, yep. which leads to way more consistent performances, yep. for sure. Like, yep. I obviously, I, I still though will get random games where I'm more nervous for, for whatever mm -hmm. reason. Yeah. Like against the last game we played against. I was going to mention that, yeah. I, <laughs> I, had, on it. <laughs> I was nervous as hell for yeah. that game. I was like, I, but I also was playing a position I had never played in before in my life. Like yeah. I played like 10, 15 minutes at the end of the game when a center back yeah. gets pulled out or something. Yeah. But like, yeah, that game, I was like, shit. But like, there's always random games too, for whatever reason. If I'm putting more pressure on myself or I feel like there's more pressure, I might get benched, you know, because my yeah. performance haven't been there. I, I see that too, but it's way, way less than when yeah, I was definitely. younger. My definitely. first year as pro, my, like such waves up and down. Yeah, yeah. definitely relate it's, to that. It's that. I think that's huge though. And th there's nothing really, like was there anything that helped that or just really just did it come from experience for you? Uh, both, I mean, I think I kind of got in my own head about it, like how up and down I was. And I, would, like I said, I always trained really well and I could never really turn that into the games. So mm -hmm. that's why I was like, really in my head and working on different things. I kind of started meditating quite a lot. Mm -hmm. That seemed to help, but... Um, Do you still meditate? Yeah. yeah. yeah I did like that this morning when you were sleeping. Really? Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. oh, you were grinding, I was sleeping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I throw that in. You were sleeping, I got in a workout in, meditated, <laughs> went on a run. <laughs> yeah, so much. So we under the bus there. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, How did you do guided meditation or you just, just sit down and... It's like uh, headspace, like guided, yeah. 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 Gotcha, okay, And then cool. just different things like that. I'd read quite a lot on psychology, a few books and stuff. Uh -huh. And um, yeah, but I think you're right. I think the most, 
the thing I saw most benefit from was just experiencing getting games and playing regularly. Do you have a favorite book that like helped you with the uh, meditation or psychology in general? Um, I think the book, the first like real game changer of a book was called Bounce by a guy called Matthew Side. I read that when I was like 15, 16, when I, was, I had that bad uh -huh. report and yeah. then uh, that kind of coincided with reading that book and it's all about just how all the hard work basically pays off essentially mm -hmm. is the message and uh, yeah that was kind of that was a big one for me um, Bouts like B-O-U-T-S? Uh, bounce like bounce oh, in the bounce. Ball, sorry yeah yeah Speak normal. Stupid accent. I'm I know. Tell you sorry. This. Sorry. Cut, sorry. Cut, tell me every day. Cut it with a fake accent. <laughs> <laughs> Speak normal. Bounds. Okay. Yeah. Bounds by Matthew. What? Uh, Said. I think you pronounce it. S Y E D. Yeah. Okay. Read a few of his books. He's yeah, yeah, it's it is like I, I am such a huge believer in that. I, I read something like it was a Malcolm Gladwell like the yeah. ten thousand hour. Yeah. Book read that one. one. Yeah. Yep. And like I read that like when I was sixteen and like about how just like, oh, I need, I need to ramp up the amount of times yep. with the ball, like the amount of hours Definitely. with the ball. And like at first, like I was like, ah, I don't know if, like, if I believe it, whatever was going on. And like, I, don't, I still don't believe it's like a hard cut 10,000 hours, all of a sudden you become a master. I know, that's funny, I don't know. But it, there's so much truth behind it, like you need to put in dedicated training to yeah. like improve, deliberate training to improve. And like I saw the same thing of like little areas where I would be made fun of or about my game or areas that I really wanted to work on, spending even a month or a couple months of off season or even 10, 15 minutes ball mastery drills in my garage. Yep. The amount that I would improve over uh, over that time span, being consistent with it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're in the game, you're pulling out little touches or doing little moves. You're like, I have never done that before no. in my life. It's come second nature. Yeah, practice it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, and I, I, from what I've seen, most of the players that really, really are consistent with that in off season or, or even in season, whatever, they usually tend to have better careers. Yeah. There's always different problems that come up, but yep. yeah, it's yeah. really interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think bounce is pretty much the same principles as mm -hmm. the Malcolm Gladwell one. Yeah. Bounce, I gotta check that out. Yeah, it's really cool. Also, if you're wondering why we're in the uh, the Charleston Battery gear, it's we're on an away trip right now, mm -hmm. so we're not tools that just <laughs> 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 just have it on this. Just at the beginning, somebody's gonna judge us early. But yeah, we're in we're in uh, Los Angeles right now. Mm -hmm. About to play LA Galaxy two tonight, actually. But thought we'd get in a little podcast before. And I might make this a. Uh, a regular thing. We'll see. We'll yeah, see how cool. it, we'll see how it goes with Robbie. See how many views I get. You. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. So then you're getting you're starting to get into games with Rangers now. Yep. And how is like, I mean, first of all, that's crazy playing for like 50,000 50, fans. That's yeah, insane. Yeah. Loud. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, did you have a moment where you're like, okay, like I I've, I've made it, even though like I hate that term. Like, did you feel like okay, this is like what I dreamed of as a kid. Like I, I'm here now. Yeah, yeah. They're, like I say, I'm the same. I don't want to. You never want to be complacent and mm -hmm. whatnot. So I never. Uh, like, I know a lot of guys when they leave a big club, they have regret. They could have worked harder or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I never have those sort of thoughts because I know I give everything sort of thing. So I'm happy about that. But um, I did have a few moments where you're like, okay, this is this is pretty cool. Like this is kind of what I've worked ten years for. Sticks out. Um, Probably getting offered like a five-year contract was pretty cool with the first team. Like it was me and two other guys, two other young kids, and then the rest of the first team guys. And um, yeah, I guess they saw us as part of the future for the club. And uh -huh. um, there was a lot of trust shown in us. And like I say, when I was like 16, it was kind of close to being released. And then by 18, 19, signing a long-term contract was was pretty mm -hmm. cool and kind of justified all that extra hard work. Um, 
just yeah, that was probably the standout. Yeah. yeah. And then was it crazy like thinking like five years? I mean, it was probably it was a lot of money being like shown to you. Would you feel like, like, were you thinking about your future? Like, were you smart with there? Or were you kind of just like, yeah, I'm gonna have tons of contracts like this. Like, <laughs> I, I, what was going through your head when you saw like the five year contract coming at you? Um, I think a little bit of both. I was quite smart in a sense, like invested in sort of smart ways and mm -hmm. looking back I'm glad I did that um, at the same time I kind of mentioned earlier only really focused on myself and didn't worry about other guys and always thought I was it was it kind of last as well so like mm -hmm. <laughs> a little bit of both I, I think my biggest splurge was like a nice car and then the rest was I was pretty pretty smart about it thankfully yeah. and didn't get too carried away but you already uh, told me but what was the car that you got uh go make me sound like a date <laughs> <laughs> it was like a a brand new Audi, top yeah. line one. I think so, <laughs> like the same time, I do think you deserve, if as long as you're smart with a lot of it, then I think yeah. you deserve to have a, a splurge of, to reward all the hard work you did have, yeah. you know? Because yeah. I Appreciate think if that. you don't, then... What's the point? Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, exactly. gonna, you can't die with nah. all the money, you exactly. gotta do something. But yeah, exactly. I mean, as long as you have a good balance, that's good. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, Audi, that's kind of a dick car to buy. Could have been worse, could have been worse, honestly, <laughs> but yeah. But he just bought like a Lambo. <laughs> a test drove like a bright orange, like two seater Audi, and I thought, really? looking back, why would I even have considered getting that? <laughs> I wish you would have got that. That'd be so funny. That'd be really funny. Yeah, really did it, did any of your other teammates have pretty crazy cars like that? Um, you don't have to throw, you don't have to throw the, the mud yeah, in the bus. Yeah, I'll not say names, but yeah. there were a couple of Lamborghinis and. There was a Rolls Royce one time, and wow. I mean, there were some guys like before the summer, the, like the sort of really high level guys. They had yeah. crazy contracts. Yeah, yeah, they mm -hmm. were doing all right for themselves. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I uh, I think it's important too, like to really think about. We even talked about this yesterday about like what's important to you, like where you want to spend money, yeah, like sure. what you enjoy, yeah. and then spending money in that, then cutting back in other areas. And yeah, yeah, that's yeah. If the, if the, someone on your team is like loves cars, is it? Is it Passion about yeah, cars. And like, okay, yeah, yeah. go for it. Yeah, I think cool. there was this one guy who played in, played for Liverpool, played in the Prem for years, and he had like I don't know if it was a rumor or not, but it was, he had like Louis Vuitton trash bags. What? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I thought that was the most outrageous thing. How much do you think a Louis Vuitton like <laughs> trash bag costs? I really don't know. That's if absurd. you have to ask, you probably should be buying it. I want to look that up after this podcast. See, you know what? I want to look it up right now. <laughs> I mean, does it even exist? I don't, I don't I'm know. Just, I guarantee it, it's out there. That's funny. Did just some some teammates were just talking about that. Like, oh, he's got that. Pretty like, much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What uh, when you scored a few goals too for Rangers? Yeah, I scored five in my first year. Like first, that was pretty decent for midfield, and I didn't start most weeks, so it was kind of coming on quite a lot. I mean, uh -huh. we were in like. No offense to the league, but it was a lower league after we got put down for yeah. the financial stuff. But um, yeah, I was happy with my first first year output goals wise. Did you have a favorite goal that sticks out? Uh, and there is Louis Vuitton trash <laughs> They are a thing, yeah. yeah. I want to see how This much. guy definitely had them if they, were, <laughs> if they are available. Oh, that's a purse. <laughs> Let's see. I'll find it. But yeah, but did you have a did you have a favorite favorite goal? Yeah. Um, I think my first one was obviously the most special, and it was probably also the. It was a nice finish. It was, it was a decent goal. How uh, what was the finish like? Don't be uh, humble. Talk it up. <laughs> it was like first time left foot volley into the far corner. Really? Uh, Off a corner or what was it? It was uh, left back went down the line. He just crossed it in first time. Found me just on just outside the penalty spot. Left mm -hmm. foot at Ibrox. So 
so it's cool that's all the awesome. fans yeah that's nice that's a nice moment yeah that's sick and then so um did you continue with like the training and the extra stuff outside of the team training even through as you were getting older like into your like 19 20. yeah yeah i kept going the whole time at rangers left at 23 i just always wanted to sort of set a standard in terms of fitness and training wise and mm -hmm. um like you say if you're not playing every week i like to try and set the standard in terms of at least be a good trainer and challenge the other guys and put pressure on them for a starting place and then you help the team that way yeah just try to be professional at least um, and you had like 50 appearances or something with rangers yeah that's yeah. awesome cool yeah mm -hmm. yep yeah. uh, did you uh during the during your time there too um actually i wanted to say what was like your typical like daily schedule at rangers is it similar to here in the usl or did you do extra like more training or what it looked like we um we had breakfast at nine. You had to be in four. Mm -hmm. Mandatory? Yeah. Yeah, you had to go up at least. Yeah. It was a good selection. Everyone wanted to be there. It was mm -hmm. like, yeah, everything you'd want. And then we were in the gym at 10, 15, did like 15 minutes of mobility activation, out on the field for 10, 30, trained for a couple of hours, lunch at the training ground, and then either go back out on the field on your own or go to the gym. I think we had two or three gym sessions a week in the afternoon uh -huh. i don't know i think that probably depended on how much you were playing and mm -hmm. what you needed and but we had like three or four sports scientists we could just grab one of them and do your own program and everything was provided for you you could really there's not really any excuse to not be fit or yeah. take care of yourself and swimming pool um massage like missus on mm -hmm. on hand and yeah big indoors uh training training field that you could just go and hit free mm -hmm. kicks and head off the wall and it's just everything you could want really yeah, yeah. so they yeah. let you go back out and, and train as much as you want and everything yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Is, within reason i mean if you had been playing every minute and you're <laughs> carrying an injury then you probably would have said something yeah exactly. like ah come yeah. on but right. if you're yeah uh, if you're not in the team then yeah you can and then train uh, as much as you want. for the for the gym and everything too like did you have like so they, they gave um, like more personalized gym routines for how much you were playing um, did you have like a specific like personalized one just for you or did you kind of just do like more of a team based? More team based from what I remember. It was more like what I was always what did it look like? What was like the exercises? Um pretty like bench press with we do like quite a lot of supersetting, like maybe push and pull quite a mm -hmm. lot, like bench press with pull ups for example, or upright roll with uh chest press or something. Um Pretty standard, nothing, if you didn't want to go too heavy, they wouldn't force you, yeah. obviously. Just feel like in, in a football team, everyone's built so differently, so like mm -hmm. guys need different things. Um, yeah, I was I was always quite quite skinny, still am. <laughs> but um, it was just really whatever you wanted to, to work on, they would help you with, so I was uh -huh. always kind of focused on adding a little bit of lean muscle where I could, but. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. And then, um, Quite a lot of deadlifting, sorry, and hand cleans. Oh just yeah, remember, yeah. quite hand a lot of explosive cleans. stuff. Yeah, hand, hand cleans, cleans are good. Yeah, I like those. Those are good. Yeah, so yeah. it's. What do you say to like people that think that like you shouldn't be weightlifting? Um, I think I always like we discuss it quite a lot. If it comes back to like if you're getting the results, then fair enough. You can't really argue with it. I feel mm -hmm. like if you're performing well in the field and you're scoring or playing to your absolute maximum without going to the gym, then you can't really argue with it. Mm -hmm. If you're staying injury free, but I just feel like there's so many guys pick up injuries and whatnot 
and they don't go to the gym then maybe that's it's yeah. not a coincidence but yeah um, yeah my, i always think like like what you said before like people are built so differently yeah you know there's guys that will go and do five push-ups and then Totally. <laughs> completely built yeah. or like Triori says he doesn't work out yeah. or, or yeah. only does body weight I'm yeah. sorry he only does that's what he said he only does body weight yeah. and if you can look like Triori with just doing body weight exercises there, I don't think there's any need for you to try to like ramp up the weight on the bench mm. press or whatever exactly. but 99% of the world doesn't look like Triori by just doing body weight exercises so yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's really important like what you kind of said like to figure out how you're feeling with your throughout the week what yeah. your specific goals are yeah. and then even talking to a sports scientist with like injury like prevention yeah. type stuff like exactly. hamstrings or whatever you do yeah exactly. that's, yeah that's good yeah um yeah that's awesome so you're just training a ton doing extra a lot of a lot of extra work really trying to improve your game definitely um and then towards the end of the your career at uh or your time at rangers yep how did like what was going on during your last year because obviously it did, you're still not at rangers yeah yeah um how did it all go down I was on loan for the first half of one season. Oh yeah, what, what, you went on loan a couple, couple times. Couple times, yeah. How was that? Yeah. Good, I mean, obviously, I would have rather been a Rangers, that mm -hmm. was just kind of obvious, but um, it was better to go on loan than just sit around in the reserves and not really play much in the first team, so it's it a bit of an eye-opener when you go on loan, and mm -hmm. I'd spent probably 12 years at Rangers by the time I went on loan somewhere, so it was good to experience something else and uh, the club I went to were actually my local team and the team that my dad had like season tickets for really? and stuff, so that was, that was cool. Uh, actually Greenock, it's like the town right next to Gurk. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Greenock. So, uh, Greenock. Greenock yeah. and Gurk. There you go, you got it, nailed it. <laughs> Greenock and Gurk. Okay, How, what was that, so is this, uh, was this like, so this would have, what year? Tier, third tier? Or? This would have been third tier so third the team tier. were green at Morton so Morton are usually in the second tier in Scotland but they were actually in the third tier at this point um, ended up getting like a league winner with the league winners medal within yeah really? so that's cool yeah so that's we got really back cool. up to the second tier and they've been there ever since so that was cool how was it playing for like the team that your dad had like season tickets for that was cool that was uh, cool um, did you go I'm guessing you went to a lot of games as a kid I did yeah that was yeah. where I went for my first game and um, Went to a lot of games with my friends and family, and I mean that's that's like a dream in itself to definitely, be yeah. playing in the stadium, and even for the team that yeah. like you went to as a kid. Yeah, because like for me, like Portland Timbers, like the the stadium there. Yeah. I even watched them back when they're like the, the first teams in the USL. Yeah, back when it was old, old, like a long time ago, and like to even I never played for them, but like to play in that stadium, I was like, wow, like yeah. this is even for the second playing against the second team, but still yeah. I was like, wow, this is the stadium to that I was right over there. there. Yeah. So that had to be a cool feeling. That was cool. It really was. Um, yeah. Uh, I, again, I think if you get too sentimental or emotional, it probably affects your performance a bit yeah. too much. So it's kind of a boring answer, but <laughs> at the same time, it's true. Like I never tried to get too high about it, and yeah. just let my family get excited for me. That's <laughs> nice, yeah. yeah, I think it kind of. I talk about that a lot too, about how like your career is like a roller coaster of emotions. And like you don't want to get too high on the highs or too low on the lows, no. and you try to like ride through in the middle, yeah. like mentally. And if you know, if, if score a game winner, everything's going fantastic, everyone's hyping you up. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, but you know, things could change, whatever. Or if it's terrible, 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 and everyone's like, Robbie Crawford's shite. You should be able to feel this stuff. You're like, I know yeah, I'm not been a there. terrible player. <laughs> yeah. Did you get a lot of negative like criticism at times? Yeah, yeah, yeah I would. Um, Anything that sticks out, like any terrible like article or quote that was used against you? Probably just what everyone's experienced on Twitter. You get a lot of mm. a lot of fans giving you shit, and it's just like, oh, are you allowed to swear on this? 
yeah, 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 we're good to start, yeah. Um, yeah, and again, like we were saying earlier, probably a bit more up and down mentally, so it kind of affects you a little bit more differently, but now if people say something, it's kind of funny, got to laugh off, but. That's the worst uh, thing to do is, is, yeah. is search your name and Twitter. Oh, yeah, Did you, have you done that? <laughs> probably at the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. I can't even imagine for a big club too, yeah. like, I mean, that's one thing I, I've only had a taste of, being a USL player is yeah. like that negative criticism or even positive criticism too. Yeah. But being with one of the top teams like that, like it's gotta be constant. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I ended up deleting Twitter back. Back then it was just too much and I was reading into it too much. And yeah. It's just not the healthiest place to be at the link. So, um, yeah, it was quite a lot. And then, uh, yeah, I feel like, like I say, I was doing pretty well in training, but in games I never really. It, not never, but I struggled to really hit my peak, so I kind of got a bit of stick for that. So. What, do you, looking back on that now, do you know, like, do you have a theory of why that was happening? Or um, I think I was just too busy trying to please everyone and do everything perfectly. Like, mm -hmm. every pass had to be perfect. Like, I couldn't just let a mistake go. It was just kind of really quite a lot of tension built up if I made a mistake and whatnot. And yeah. Like, say, so just kind of would get a bit reserved after I made one bad pass or whatever, and then. That was kind of, I struggled struggle to get over that. But Trying to be perfect. Yeah, pretty much yeah. perfectionism was yeah. getting to me. I, I struggle with that. Like, yeah. a, you have one bad pass and all of a sudden you're, every, you're second guessing or yeah. taking a half second longer yeah. to make a decision and then it ends up being, you know, then it doesn't work out because you're yeah. taking that half exactly. second. Exactly. One thing that I did, I was like, um, when I was really struggling with this, like back, I think I really struggled with it at Orange County and St. Louis, my first two years in the USL. Yeah. And like I went and I, because it was also my first two years playing right back. I, I was oh, really? in that position, yeah. So and I was also struggling because I was like, you, I, it's your fault for goals at times. I'd always mm -hmm. been like an attacking winger or forward, yeah, okay. so it was yeah. never my fault. Yeah. And or at least I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went back. I would watch like uh, a right back, like Kyle Walker, somebody, and pick somebody and just cut up their own games like on my own video editing software cut up all their all their touches in one game and watch just so I could see the mistakes they made yeah. and I'm like and I know they're playing against way higher level players but I'm like they're making worse mistakes than me sometimes they're I making know. more mistakes than I me know. and they're also taking more chances than me yeah. and so it like was eye opening of like these guys are making more mistakes and brushing it off yeah How rude. How rude is that? Don't they know? Who's going to ask him? I guess not. <laughs> We're filming a podcast here. <laughs> no, but like, they're just brushing it off like nothing. Yeah, like They'll go mistake, 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 and then the next time they get the ball and look to whip it across, it's just 100% like this is going to be a great cross. Yeah. And that was so eye-opening to me. I'm like, wow, I am complete, and I'm nowhere near their level, and I'm stressing more about my mistakes. Yeah. So since I'm even at a lower level, I should even care less about my mistakes. I think so. I and that was big for me. I know. Or maybe you get in your head and you think, oh sh shit, I'm at this level and I'm making this sort of mistake. Like, mm -hmm. I guess it works the opposite way. But yeah, I totally agree. You should, I think that's probably the biggest difference, like you were saying earlier, the mm -hmm. top players, like probably mentally as much as technically, it's not like yeah. that, that's probably the biggest gap. Mm -hmm. Mentally is huge for yeah. sure. People talk about it all the time, like the yeah, mental side of the game. Yeah, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And there's just players too, I think naturally some might have that like natural level of like higher confidence or like natural yeah. levels of being yep. able to forget it or whatever. Yep. I definitely did not have like the natural level of like, oh yeah, no big deal, I've yeah. lost the ball no. here. 
I know. Yeah. I know. So that, so you feel like that was a, like. I feel like that was, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was probably part of it. Another thing was, like, I, I'm pretty two footed, mm-hmm. and I would play like left back, right back, centre mid, as a 10, uh, right wing, left wing. Like, I was kind of played all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I was really, I don't think I was ever given like three games in a row, centre mid, for example, like in most of my Rangers career. So it's. That's hard. It would be nice just to have like a run in, in that one spot to yeah. establish myself. Like, we're watching the Arsenal doc, the. He was mm-hmm. talking about that. One of the strikers wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I think like it's. I think versatility is so good in that mm-hmm. aspect of getting on the field. Because yeah. it's like every every single month there's a new position where all of a sudden the team gets thin and yep. of injuries, whatever, uh, poor performances. And if you have the ability to play, you know, on the left, on the right, yep. centrally, more attacking or defensive, you're gonna find get on the field. Yeah. You know, and it's it probably worked for you a ton to yeah, get exactly. tons of games in. Exactly. But it also is hard because then now you're playing out of kind of your position, yeah. struggling a little bit. Yeah. So, are you happy though with the like? Would you say the versatility of your game is more of a like helped your game more? Or do you think it hurt your game? That's a good question. I think it definitely has its ups and downs yeah. like associated with it. Um, I don't know. I I wouldn't change it really. Uh, like I'm. I don't think you can argue with being versatile and knowing yeah. the game and like say if we go into coaching when when you retire then it's going to be a good thing because I've experienced what that guy's experienced 100%. playing left back as well as the striker for example played a couple of games up front in the reserves uh-huh. uh, so uh, I think that's only going to help me in the future and I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think tactically understanding the game as a whole it's so important yeah. Because yeah. like even playing like different positions, like as right back, and I'm like, look, and I, I've played winger and forward. I know that like, oh, this is the ball I love yeah, as a striker. Exactly. This is where I want to get the ball, and I'm frustrated that my fullback's not looking there. Yeah. Now that I'm a fullback, I'm like, that's the first place I look. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you can talk to your winger, knowing because you've been in his shoes, mm-hmm. so you know what he wants, and just yeah. communicating all over the team mm-hmm. is, is better. And then so, um, yeah, so you went alone a few times, and, yep. then, uh, and then they must have said that the last year of your contract, just that we're not going to re-sign you? So I had one more, I'd spent one season on loan at another team, not Morton, and then this was under a new manager as well, so he basically came in after like three weeks, sent me on loan, so I spent that season on loan, came back, still had a year left on my contract, and then he said, yeah, like, you're not going to play, don't you're good enough. Mm-hmm kicking you out of the first team dressing room basically back around to the reserves so I was just basically going to be training with kids again at this point I was 22, 23 and mm-hmm. it just wasn't good for my career to be there even if I did have the extra year on my contract um, so I got the final year paid up and then that was me a free agent mm-hmm. yep. yeah, that's that's tough it was rough yeah it was um, I, especially because that manager didn't last the full season I think I explained that to you mm-hmm. so I probably would have still been there so maybe could have impressed the new manager who, who knows how that would have panned out but at the same time uh, yeah. genuinely believe everything happens for a reason and yeah, that's I, just the way I, it had to be it's crazy how like I mean it's very true how the, this game is like a game of opinions yeah. and like of course like there's you know cream rises to the top you want it, you can being a good player you can get the most amount of opinions on your side yeah but still there's just players that are coaches that just like don't rate yeah different players for whatever reason yeah and so it can be hard i feel like i feel like by this time fortunately you've had a, a lot of games with the rangers you've scored some goals did you did you take a hit like to your confidence or were you still thinking like oh no like i know i'm at this level i know i'm a good player 
little bit of both. It was yeah. strange. I always, I always knew I was good enough to be there, and then your confidence still does get dented yeah. just because this guy came in and he made all the right changes like he brought in a lot of good players he had good philosophy they were winning games so I thought oh shit if he's seen this then <laughs> maybe he's on to something yeah. <laughs> so it kind of yeah. knocks you back that way and like say when you're younger you don't have that experience and it's, it's tough he's, he'd been a pretty established coach and good reputation and whatnot. but um, that's just part of the challenge was yeah always thought I'd have a long career so I would like to say, would like to think the cream rises to the top and you get your chance elsewhere. So mm -hmm. that's kind of. And then what what happened after? So you left you left Rangers. You got yep. paid out. Yep. Um, that was in this August September time. So a lot of teams like obviously the UK season runs like mm -hmm. July August until the following May. So um, a lot of teams had their squads set. And I think the fact that I played so many positions kind of hindered me and going other places in Scotland. They didn't really know what to do with me sort of thing. They didn't know, like, is he a centre-mid, is he a yeah. wide midfielder? Um, so I went down to a few clubs in England, um, Nottingham Forest, Barnsley, Stevenage, teams like that. Um, thought I was going to sign for Barnsley. Spent, like, three weeks there. Didn't work out in the end. It was just, like, one thing after another, hit after hit. I was really... It was, it was a pretty rough few months, and then ended up signing for a team in the second tier in Scotland for six weeks, just short-term contract, just to get involved. I didn't play a minute, so I was like, right, really? when you get out here, yeah. <laughs> uh, driving like two hours every morning there, driving back, it was just, uh -huh. <laughs> it was a rough rough few weeks. Um, and then I, that's when I went non-league, actually, mm -hmm. like I mentioned earlier. Um, that must have been tough, that year. Yeah, going from <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's because I think what, like stuff comes in waves, you yeah. know, like good things or bad things. Like from ever, whatever experience, problems, whatever, and it just seems like it's one, like you said, one thing after another, after another, and like there's, I, I would get to points where I'm like, this is never gonna end, yeah. like it's, it's gonna be like this, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like something just changes instantly. It was, yeah. but like it's just crazy because the waves can be however long, it can be a two year wave of just shit, or it can be a, a month long wave of just yeah. unfortunate things. It's, it's very interesting how that happens. It is. But yeah, it it's is. probably really tough, like just confidence wise. Yeah. keep going did you yeah. think about quitting during that time honestly no yeah. no I just kept doing my thing kept training like I was in the off season every day mm -hmm. um, I mean maybe have like the thought like you consider it for us like a second you think like, should I really be doing this and then that was it it was just a passing thought it was never yeah. like anything you'd act on and uh, yeah the next day I'd be out training on my own and mm -hmm. you just gotta keep having that belief that it's gonna turn around and then went non-league it was like an ex-rangers coach was in charge of this non-league team it was just fun to play that level and just play again and sort of be the main man again yeah. scoring goals just get enjoyment back in football after like probably like six months of just getting hit after hit were um, you there for the entire that whole next season no i was only there for two months uh an agent i'd been dealing with ended up getting me on trial with throater that's mm -hmm. where they came about uh you want to explain we're on trial? <laughs> same club? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked about this. I did a vlog, like an away trip vlog, where I interviewed you very briefly for like two minutes. But yeah. basically, you went on trial with Throttle Reykjavik. Mm -hmm. And what year was that? 2017, you said? Would have been, yeah. 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so I went on trial with them in the winter of 2015. So two was years it, yeah. earlier. Okay. Yeah. And so we have same coach, same Greg. Co yeah. English guy. And then uh, 
But yeah, it's, it's just such a small world, strange. like I said. Yeah. It's crazy. Strange. When I said that, and you're like, oh yeah, that's the same too. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you said it so nonchalantly. Yeah. It's really funny. But yeah, so we went on the same, yeah. um, on trial with the same team. Yep. I mean, like I said, cream rises to the top. You got the contract, I did it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to mention that. Part, <laughs> and, and even you didn't have one better. So you were there. And so then yeah, it was actually after that. that. This was in the March, because my birthday is in March. So the f they were on their preseason tour. Mm -hmm. And I was, I guess, so desperate that I flew out for my birthday to meet, meet them. Really? And on your birthday? Pretty much that week. I uh -huh. spent my birthday over there, yeah, with okay. them. And then. Uh, that was, yeah, they were obviously Icelandic club, they were in Spain, so I flew straight from Scotland to Spain to meet them for the week. Mm -hmm. um, went well, they offered me a contract, and then the day they offered me the contract, I got a call from an ex-Rangers teammate who was at like the Champions of Iceland and heard that I was on trial here, and he said, we're looking for a player like you, so again, it was, like you say, coming in waves, it was yeah. two contracts at once out of nowhere. Um, and, uh, yeah, Can you just say the name, like the full name of the team, can you pronounce it? The team that I went to? Yeah. No. <laughs> I thought about it, but no. It's a mouthful. Yeah. It's FH for sure. FH for short. Yeah. Fim Licky Fallic Hafner Fjordur. That's pretty good. Sorry. I mean, I, I don't know, but yeah, it sounds I think that's good. What it's, yeah. yeah. Fim Licky Fallic Hafner Fjordur is the time. Hafner Fjordur. Yeah, that's pretty good. Thing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh, funny. Yeah. So I kind of had to just trust that I was going to do well for them because they didn't offer me a contract. They just offered me a trial. So it was kind of, uh -huh. take the one. But I thought it was worth it to take mm -hmm. the chance to go for this. And it was because they ended up signing you. Yeah, yeah, it turned yeah. out nicely, and then uh, signed a two-year contract with them. And uh -huh. It was cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that's big. I mean, especially the first division of Iceland, like it, you can be playing European football, yeah. like if you're top in that team. Which we did, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so we played some some big European teams, and so I went from playing non-league in the January non-league in Scotland to play in a Champions League qualifiers in like the July or something in, in six months in yeah. six months non-league to Champions League that's like six easy months. <laughs> six months of, of like I said like the roller coaster yeah. like that yeah mm -hmm. and I felt like even just from talking to you I feel like you did the maintain the level-headedness through like on the lows you're like yeah you know quitting uh, no nah, it's okay I know I, I'm a quality player and then the highs like you kind of always like keep training keep yeah. working hard yeah so that's 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 crazy yeah um yeah f signing with FH I did you feel like, was it like a big relief? I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm back playing at a high level again. Yeah, yeah, that relief was probably strongest emotion again. Mm -hmm. um, first time moving abroad, first time being away from family and mm -hmm. uh, for an extended period of time and all those things that came with it. So it was, there was a lot going on, but it was, it was cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was exciting. How was your time in Iceland, both like the living, like living, what, what city is FH in? Uh, so Hafner Fjordur is like small towns, like 10-15 minutes outside of Reykjavik, so it's, okay. it's nice, right on the water. And How many people cool. live in that little town? Oh, uh, I mean for Iceland it's probably a medium to big size, thing, like 20,000 maybe? 20,000, okay, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Did you like living in Iceland? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you could have the best life ever, just living in Iceland, like just it's like the safest place, happiest yeah. place. The weather's absolutely wild, but nice people <laughs> and tourists love it. Yeah. Like I've never heard of anyone going and not enjoying it, so it's it's just it could be a lot worse. Yeah. A lot worse Did place. You have to stand the up. blackout curtains in the summer. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. you have to, right? Yeah. It's a must. Yeah. Because yeah. I was I was yeah. only there for like two weeks in February. And oh yeah, that'd been pretty it was dark. Like, yeah, it was we had like the sun would rise at eleven, yeah. set at like four. Yeah. 
and it was so cold. Yeah. I had like video of like the snow just going sideways at like yeah. that their field, their training field they were at. So extreme. Uh, in Throttle, yeah, that was it was crazy. I was like, damn, this is this is insane. But yeah, I, I would have been like, I think I would have been really happy living yeah. in Iceland. It'd yeah. be a cool experience yeah. for sure. Yeah. So what were the differences? Like we were talking about the differences between, for better or for worse, between the ranges or for yeah. FH. Um, yeah, I think just the size of Rangers is it's not many clubs in the world, honestly, with that sort of attention. Like, the fan base is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just getting, like, noticed in the street a lot, obviously, and then nice and it's just chilled out. Nobody yeah. really takes note, nobody really cares, and everyone just kind of keeps did themselves you, Did you like being the attention there? Like, did you like being noticed stopped in the street for a picture? Um, for the most part, not really, now. Not yeah. really myself. I mean, it was... It was kind of fun, like being with your friends and then always getting us to take <laughs> selfies or whatever, like probably that ego part of you yeah, kind of liked yeah. it in some degree, but uh, I think it's just all ego. I don't think it's, mm. it's nice when you meet genuine fans, I think, and mm. you can have real conversations and um, it was like a difficult period for the club. So you got a lot of, a lot of nice messages, comments, and people love seeing young kids doing well and come mm. through the academy. So there was a lot of really, really nice moments from fans in that sense, but um, for the most part, didn't really love being like having eyes on me in restaurants or anything like yeah. that. It was not really my style. But and how uh, was being away from home? Uh, t- tough. I mean, Iceland's only a two-hour flight. It seems like really remote and out of nowhere. Mm. But it's, there was daily flights, and it con- coincided with my dad retiring, so he was able to come out quite a lot. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, my brothers made weekends of it sometimes. Come out and watch uh-huh. games, and it was again a lot of nice memories for the family. Just come out and watch games and. They brought their kids a couple of times and had a little family trip of it, and uh-huh. yeah, yeah, all that side was, was really nice. Yeah, that's really cool. And then, so after your second year at FH, um, what happened? Uh, so they offered me a, a new two-year two-year contract, and I just didn't. I felt like if I signed it, I would have just spent the rest of my life in Iceland. It would have been harder to progress, and I've always been pretty ambitious and want to just keep moving up and see how far I can get. And I just thought if I if I signed, it would have been. Mm-hmm. Like harder to get out, and um, it just seemed like a little bit of a safe, safe option. And I just wanted to move on and sort of challenge myself somewhere else. And um, yeah, I didn't really have anything lined up. I just kind of had to say no and went back home and trained. Really? Yeah, I trained in the off season again. This was like October, November, and just went home. And yeah, because Iceland's uh, season is the same as here in America. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is like mid-season for everywhere else. In exactly. In again, Europe. it just it just never lined up with European clubs, mm-hmm. and it's just always that challenge leaving the summer league to try and get into a winter league and yeah um, uh, yeah I ended up going to Finland in 2019 so I left at the end of 2018 again I had an agent that set me up with um, this club in uh, two clubs in Finland actually and I chose the one I ended up going for and uh-huh. ended up signing for a team called IFK Maryham. Mm-hmm. This was in the Vikas League, is that how it's Yeah, Vikas League. Vikas well done, yeah. yeah. Top okay. league in uh, in Finland, yeah. Mm-hmm. IFK? IFK, Maryham, yep. How was like did you go on trial there? I did, yeah. I went on trial. That is that is pretty pretty bold to have a two year contract with FH with a good club yeah. and, and like you said, a comfortable decision yeah. to turn that down to go back home for nothing like yeah. that is I feel like not that many players would 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 be able to risk it to advance up in their career yeah I know yeah, yeah I appreciate it I guess so yeah I just that was just my mentality and I'd probably still do the same yeah. again yeah, I wouldn't change I just uh, again have this sort of belief that did something you, better is out there did you feel like IFK and, and uh, was a step up from FH 
I think in general Finland, the Finnish league's more respected than the Icelandic, and it's uh -huh. a little bit closer to like Swedish or Russian or uh, like the guy. That, there was a guy on IFK went to the Turkish league the year or two before that. So I just thought like it would, it would lead to better, better opportunities, especially at the age I was. I was like 26, so I wasn't mm -hmm. like young, young, um, like teenager, 21, 22. If I was if I was 20, 21, I probably would have stayed in Iceland just uh -huh. for that exposure and to keep playing and enjoy myself. But just at the age and stage I was at, then it was it was time to go. Gotcha. And I did go on trail at IFK. It was the uh -huh. week before Christmas, middle of Finland. The airline lost my bag, so I just, <laughs> just like on this little island, small town, freezing my nuts off. <laughs> going to, <laughs> going to practice. The, what was the city? Uh, the town is called Mariham. Uh, it's okay. on like, it's on the Åland Islands, so it's like islands between Sweden and Finland. Mm -hmm. Mariham's like the main town, so uh, just this little island and. It's again like there it's, was, yeah. it's like the uh, like the sacrifice you have to make for fo football. You left to go to I, uh, to FH on your birthday or your, before your birthday, yeah. And then you left the week before Christmas, Christmas now, yeah. and that's like that's one thing too that like it's an exciting opportunity. But there is this part of you that's like I don't want to leave my family and friends the week before Christmas to go on this trial. Like I want to be here enjoying my time, relaxed, having like drinking, having food with my family or whatever. Like there's. I don't know. I, like I, I always take those opportunities, but there's always this part of me I'm like, this sucks, you know. Yeah. Did you feel like that too, or are you just more, <laughs> just more excited for <laughs> IFK? I think maybe like five to ten percent of me was like, oh, I wish I could just stay home. But the other part of me, I was just, I was just keen to get my career moving. Really, yeah, I was always that's good. Yeah, that's really to be good. honest, yeah. Were you back in time for Christmas, or did you? I made it back. Yeah, that's good. A few days back, and obviously the trial went well, which was nice. So that that's was true. I guess they're they're not going to be training or anything over Christmas, so. No, no. The, the week I was there was them finishing up, so that everyone was going their separate ways and heading home. So that was nice. Mm -hmm. It was a nice time. Uh huh. And then how was uh how was your so then after that week long trial they offered you a contract right away or? Yes, I believe so. I think. I hadn't had the other trial at the other Finnish club just uh -huh. yet, so I think I wanted to check out them before I signed, because it was quite a commitment to sign. Like, yeah. They were like, say, they're a small town on this island, and I didn't really know much about it, so I was going to the other team. They're called SJK. SJK? Uh, SJK. Sorry. SJK. Yeah. Um, they're, like, say, bigger club, bigger budget, better facilities, but I just, I'm so happy that I ended up at IFK uh -huh. over SJK. It really like say, it all worked out. And mm -hmm. Had one of the best years of my career actually in, in Iceland, uh, in Finland, sorry, yeah. in 2019. Yeah, it was really 2019. good. 2019? Yeah. That's good. And, but you were telling me being on that island, so you'd play games on the mainland of, yeah. of Finland. Yeah. So you would go on, on like a boat yeah. overnight. Yeah. The, the day before? Or? So the day before, yeah. I think games were usually on a Sunday in the Vegas Liga, so we'd, we'd all meet at the ferry terminal at like 10, get the 10.30 ferry. There. Straight to straight to your cabin, straight to sleep. Wake up in Helsinki on the mainland, and uh -huh. then you'd you drive off to your game on the Sunday morning. <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> Weirdest schedule ever. Yeah, but it was. I mean, I say ferry. It was like a mini little cruise ship. It was pretty cool. Uh -huh. It was it was nice. And then on the way back after an away win, it was it was always good fun. Yeah, because you're it's the same thing spares. overnight type thing, like right after the game. Uh, yeah, yeah, it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. After it was, it was good fun. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. How did your team do that season? Really good. Like we were, um, I think, like predicted to go down basically, and we ended up coming top half. Really, and we got to the cup final as well, and the cup final was on Mariham, like uh, 
this island was packed. It was cool. That's and really then, cool. And uh, then we got to Europa League final, like the qualifier to get in. Mm. Um, playoff final, that's what I'm trying to say, for the Europa League. And uh, we got beaten both finals, so that was so rough. But uh, hey. apart from the, if the finals had gone well, then it would have been perfect here. But yeah, uh, really good group of guys because we're all on that island. Like it was really mm. good team chemistry, good coach. Um, yeah, it was nice. Mm -hmm. How uh, how was like the uh, the town? Like how many people were there? Probably like ten thousand. It was so probably smaller, smaller than, than I think so. Yeah, it okay. was. It was. Did you but like that small town like atmosphere? Did you get bored? It was it was kind of interesting. I'd never really experienced in like even Iceland felt like like a big feel compared to this place. So it was kind of crazy to go from like one remote place to one even more uh -huh. remote. Um, Did you have roommates? Like were you by yourself? By myself. Uh -huh. yeah. In Iceland and in Finland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, so yeah, like outside of, of training in the games, like what did you do for like in your afternoons, evenings, mornings, all that kind of stuff? Um, I mean, both like nature-wise beautiful, like mm -hmm. a lot of really nice scenery, um, right by the water all the time, which was nice. Uh, but in Finland, probably just hung out with the guys the most like I've mm -hmm. ever done. Like we were just like really close group. Um, Went to the gym a lot, obviously did my extra practice workouts, but in terms of downtime, just, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hung out with the guys a lot. Uh, there wasn't a lot to do. It was like we had to kind of like <laughs> improvise quite a lot and make up <laughs> stupid games and stuff. It was actually <laughs> kind of fun in that sense, just like trying to find stuff to do, but yeah. Uh, yeah. That's funny. And then so after um, IF, yeah, IFK, mm -hmm. you, uh, did, did they offer you another contract for the next year? Same deal, just uh, they offered me a new deal and <laughs> I was, didn't have anything else lined up but I just had to turn it down and the wow. coach was leaving, a lot of the players were leaving, um, I just didn't think if I went back it would be the same sort of thing, we had such a good year, played every minute and yeah, it's just this kind of gut feeling I get and it's just time to move on and I just got mm. that feeling that again, same wow. as I had the year before and that was me, I guess. <laughs> back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah, back Working to the drawing board. Next, yeah. So, you, so after that season, again, you just kind of went back to Scotland, back yeah. home, back to off-season training. Yeah. When you were back there, were you just training in like a park, like around? Yeah. yeah. Same park I went to when I was like 17. Really? When I was in the off-season. Just by just yourself? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's impressive. That's yeah. really impressive to not Thanks have anything lined up and just be like, yeah, yeah let's, let's do it. Yeah. And then so that's when you ended up coming to Charleston Battery. Yeah. Right? So like like same deal. As soon as I get back, I just start working on people I'd played with, mm -hmm. coaches, agents. I would just go online and try, work out the next move basically, and mm -hmm. um, got in touch with Zico Lewis. Uh, played against him recently, didn't you? Yeah. He came on and scored. Yeah, he was at the battery. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a little shout out there. Yeah, uh, yeah no, he's a good player. Good he player. Is. Yeah, yeah. So I played with him my second year in Iceland. Mm -hmm. So that would have been, yeah, just the year before, I guess, when I got in touch with him. Heard he was at the battery and just got in touch and thought, like, wondered what the deal was. And he put me in touch with the assistant coach at the battery at the time. And, um, yeah, they asked me over for a trial. Mm -hmm. And, again, worked out. Again, same thing. Yeah, same deal. Trial. Just did well at the trial. And they was that, was it during preseason, the trial? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like one of those, I don't know if it was an open one or, no, it was an like, invite-only trial oh, that yeah. US clubs have. Yeah. Um, so it was just uh, booked my flight for the start of February and came uh -huh. over. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is. It is. It is hard. Like, I mean, that off season, 
like grind right yeah. there because I feel like there's so many things that like either mentally being scared about oh there's no other opportunities coming up or me yeah. or uh, you know just like just also keeping fit and training by yourself in, lo in a local park when yeah. you're used to you know professional facilities it's a lot yeah um, that's really cool uh, it's it's crazy too that like I don't know it's it's hard turning down a contract guaranteed I know, comfort I know. security. I know. It's crazy looking back like <laughs> what was well, I think we'll find you do that yeah. <laughs> but I do believe though like it's it's what you said even you mentioned it of when you do make that and you're like okay I'm not gonna come back here I think there are some players that are okay like okay we'll see now and they just sit back and they yeah. just wait for opportunities to come to them yeah. you were reaching out to old teammates old coaches yeah. agents you know researching online yeah and that is like so important like yeah. I, I mean that's probably how you've gotten a lot of your opportunities definitely from yeah, that. just being proactive and mm -hmm. yeah I couldn't agree more I think a lot of guys I mean I, I know a lot of guys have bad luck and things happen but I feel like if you can just really be proactive about it like just try and make it happen yourself and yeah. see what comes of it because you've got I think maybe guys are worried about looking silly or mm -hmm. look like looking like a dick basically like getting yeah. touch with people and then it doesn't work out and maybe fear of getting rejected or whatever but you just kind of the more you do it the better you get at it like I got no replies from a lot of agents turned down from a lot you just mm -hmm. gotta brush it off yeah, yeah. Just keep going that I, I struggle with that my first like as I was going getting trying to go from college to the professional level yeah like I it took me like a, a year and a half of like doing that, like bouncing around a couple different teams, like training with teams, Germany, like all this stuff. Yep. And like at first I would like send out, I would almost get like anxiety before like sending out yeah. emails or texts mm -hmm. and stuff like, oh. and I'm like who cares? And then it got like, I've talked to my dad a lot and like all that stuff. He's like, who cares? What's the worst that could happen? Like because he doesn't look, respond. Yeah. It's gonna take up two minutes of his life. I okay, know. big I deal. So. Like, I know. And so I got, I've gotten so good at this. Like, yeah, yeah. who cares? Like. Just send it out. We'll exactly. see what happens. One comes, and then one opportunity comes back. Exactly. You're like, I'm so happy I sent that exactly. text or email yeah. out. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. Especially if it's like other side of the world. Like, from I'm sitting in Scotland, they don't know me already. Like, they're just yeah. going to continue not knowing me. Yeah, after exactly. I, if I don't email them, so it's like, yeah, yeah. it's really, it really, really funny. But that's good. So then you came in on trial, had a good trial with Charleston Battery. This yep. is 2020. Yep. Um, yep. February 2020. Um, and what a great year that was, huh? Wild. Yeah. <laughs> Wild time. <laughs> so just you, you have all these expectations for the season ahead. And uh -huh. then, yeah. uh, how did you feel? Like, did you feel like you were moving up? Or was it was like, because you went from Iceland to Finland, you felt like that was a, a slightly better league. Yep. What I honestly have no clue about from the Vikas Liga yep. coming here. Did you feel like that was a move up? A lateral move, move down? What were you thinking? No, again, I, I was happy. I thought it was a step up. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, a lot of, when I came over, a lot of guys were like, why would you not stay in Europe? But it's funny when you're in Europe, a lot of guys are like, oh, I'd love to go to the US. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's funny. Grass people is always Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, no, I think America was obviously, leagues were getting bigger profile and emerging, and I just felt like it was a good step for me. And mm -hmm. um, you kind of have these aspirations when you sign, like, oh, maybe go USL, maybe go MLS the next year, and then uh, COVID hits you and just plans change. It's yeah. funny, yeah. yeah, so you just got to roll with it. Uh, but you had, you guys still ended up having a good season that year. We did, yeah, yeah. We were lucky to the league even to go ahead again because it was like th two or three months yeah. of just nothingness. Not really sure. <laughs> he, threw a rock, he threw a rock up. <laughs> what he caught it through, man. That was Smith. But yeah, we had a good year. We won a lot of games and um, got to the playoffs, and then. Um, 
we beat Tampa quite a lot during the season. Like yeah. three out of four times we played them, we beat wow. them, and then uh, they beat us in the the sort of crucial playoff. To be fair to them, and, of course, um, it's always how it works. I know, I know, it's frustrating. And then that was the end of that. That was twenty twenty over with, and uh, an option year. So, um, yeah, that was that, that was, was a different story. In. Actually, I come up to twenty twenty one. It was kind of int- I had a pretty good year, but we only played like less than 20 games obviously because of Covid so it was difficult for teams to really come in and look yeah. at me and then um, and also exposure wise because yeah. we only played what five six teams that yeah, year exactly, in total. Yeah, exactly. So teams aren't if those five six teams aren't looking at you yeah yeah it's tough yeah yeah I know that was like desperate for a move or pushing for it but like I said earlier I'm just always kind of looking for that mm-hmm. next thing um, yeah that was just kind of so I had the option year and then the battery had a deal still do with Hibs, Hibernian, the mm-hmm. Scottish team. So I went back there and trained in the off season, and then it was again a bit of uncertainty whether to be going there or coming back or whatever, mm-hmm. and ended up coming back to Charleston. So it's good. It was a good experience training with uh, Hibs. It was, yeah, it was nice. They're um, they're a big club in Scotland yeah. and nice facilities. Uh, I knew the manager from previously, so I was on loan at Not Morton, the other team. He was actually the coach of that team when okay. I was there, so it was kind of funny again, to full sm- uh, come in full circle again. So. Yeah. Um, familiar face and knew a couple of the guys um, from Rangers and just playing against them and stuff so it was cool it was nice mm-hmm. to be back in that sort of sort of British environment like high intensity and mm-hmm. uh, big stakes and yeah. stuff like that they had a good year as well they, I think they qualified for Europe and got to cup finals and stuff so it was okay. nice being around that sort of team there it was a good, good uh-huh. bunch and then so you ended up though coming back to Charles. So I ended up coming back, yeah. How long was that, like just for off-season, like two months with those? That was a long off-season, that one, because oh, the yeah. league got delayed again. It's like a four-month off-season, right? It was, yeah. It That's was wild. so nice that you got to train with them. It was cool, yeah. I was there for a long time. I'm so jealous about that. <laughs> I was training with Chase every single day in Portland. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, every single day. Yeah. I mean, well, we did like five days a week. Yeah. But nice. we were just talking about this off-season will not It was the longest off-season ever. End. Yeah. But that's awesome. You got to train with the team and everything. Yeah. And I, I shouldn't be complaining. Like training with Chase, Rubio, and MLS. Like yeah. we had a good group of guys yeah. training every single day. But yeah, yeah we were always fun. so jealous of players that we knew a couple that were over in Europe doing that too. Yeah, going there for four months just to train with teams, then coming back and to the USL. Yeah. So like that's sick. So you're yeah. one of those players that we were jealous. <laughs> I guess of. so. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So came back in the 2021. How was that? that um. That was rough, actually. Honestly, twenty one was not like football wise, not the best. Mm. Just I had never really picked up injuries, and I had quite a lot that year. And I think actually, I know you were jealous of me, but training with hips that much, mm-hmm. I think I'd never really got a rest. I just kind of kept yeah. going and going. Came back first day back. I returned. We played like one hundred and twenty minutes against Atlanta on their turf, like the MLS team, and that was like thrown straight into that. And I picked up a calf injury, and I just never really. I'd come back and then go back out and it was yeah it was it's like waves again yeah once you get one and then all of a sudden now you're not fit you're not like every other muscle in your body ligament is not used to that exactly. intensity because then it's you drop down yeah and then like that we kind of talked about it, it's like you want to stay training like that but if you train like that too much and you get an overuse injury yeah. or something and then you drop down then yeah. it's like hard to get back up yeah. so it's it's, exactly what it's tough it's yeah. tough it's a tough balance of trying to keep this up without getting those overuse injuries so i just kind of i got the balance wrong on that one mm-hmm. it's um, a learning experience on me yeah. yeah yeah definitely and again the team weren't winning too well and it was transition and uh obviously mike anheuser ended up leaving and it was a big uh 
yeah, he'd been there a long time, so it was a big change for the club. So yeah, very big. There was just a lot going on. So for 2022, you you ended up signing for Monterey Bay. Yep. Yep. And right. and we because you in off season or even leading up to preseason when I came in here in like January, we were training a ton. Yep. In January. Yeah. I think not in February. All January. Yep. Leading up to it, um, it was like the same type of thing. It was like you were in that phase of like you didn't have any contract yeah, for the 2022 no. yeah. year. I'm like, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you've obviously yeah. been there many yeah. times in your career. Yeah. But yeah, I just kept on training and, and just stick with what's worked. Training, working hard, reaching out to people. Yeah. How did you get that opportunity in Monterey Bay? Yeah. Um, how did that come around? <laughs> uh, so we, like you say, everything you said was great. Yeah, just continued doing what I was doing, training. I think this was probably the most nervy I've been actually. Really? Contract, yeah, just because uh, there was that added element of being like an international player mm. um, over here it's, it's, there's only obviously limited spots and um, mm-hmm. by that point a lot of teams had filled up I don't know like teams were really organised this year in yeah, terms of filling up their rosters I don't know what, what brought that on particularly this year but um, it seemed to be everyone I was reaching out to were saying the same thing like yeah I really like you as a player it's just we literally don't have the roster for it and mm. we've used up all our spots so there's not really much we can do um, but yeah, I was just doing my usual of reaching out to coaches personally, agents. Um, it was nice being in the US, like physically being here and able to do that. Um, and then an agent reached out to Monterey, the coach, um, Frank Gallup. Mm-hmm. And then ended up chatting to Frank myself personally, actually kind of doing my own thing and reaching out. And uh, yeah. we had a good chat and we kind of clicked right away and he was he liked what he saw of me on clips, but he wanted to have me in on trial and just to make sure, look at me. And so another, another, another trial, another yeah. Trial. <laughs> yeah, so I um, flew out February 7th. They'd already had their first week of pre-season, uh-huh. so I joined them for their second week and um, they had a lot of trials and a lot of guys already signed, so it was, and it was a brand new club, so there was a lot, lot going on for mm-hmm. those first few weeks, but um, again, managed to just do well and sort of show what I'm about and we had a game against San Jose Earthquakes, the MLS team at their stadium and um, started, played well, we beat them and I think that kind of sealed the deal and mm-hmm. assigned the next next week or two. And you scored in that game, right? Uh, I should have had like two or three chances, thanks for reminding me, one on one or something, but uh, apart from that I played pretty well. Yeah. And we, yeah, we won thankfully, but I should have scored, but yeah, I scored. we did alright. Sorry. Yeah, it's alright, it's alright. So yeah, that was that and then do we touch on the personal side of things as well? There's yeah, a lot if you want to, if you're, co- you're <laughs> yeah, cool with that. Yeah, because yeah. this has been a huge year for you. Yeah, it's been it's been massive. Yeah, so uh, yes, yeah, fiance. I was going to say girlfriend at the time. Sorry, fiance at the time was. Uh, she told me she was pregnant, basically right as I got to Monterey, right before I left. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Great timing. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just <laughs> fly coast to coast, uh, leaving the pregnant fiance behind. But. Um, yeah, so there's a lot going on, a lot of decisions to make and a lot of factors, but um, we made the decision. It was, it was fine for me to sign there and we, uh, we're just going to work it out from, from, from there, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, she was amazing, just, you know, said I had a short career and needed to make the most of it and she was happy for me if it was a good opportunity and, mm-hmm. like I said, got on well with Frank and the guys and it was a good level and it was exciting to be part of a new team, so for all those reasons it was, it was great for me to go there. Um, yeah, it's, I think that's so important with, with a girl too, of like understanding that like your career is short, yeah. you have maximum, like even for us right now, we have maximum, maximum like seven to 10 years, like that's the absolute end I'm saying. 
and like and honestly realistically high level less than that and so you only get one shot at that and so it's like you have to have a girl that understands that and it's like yeah I'm like I'm willing for that and I, I always tell Mimi like look just give me this time like yeah. and then wherever you want to go whatever yeah. you want to do afterwards it's your decision yeah. but it yeah. is it's tough it's hard to find someone that understands that yeah it's massive I mean yeah good going all day about how amazing she's been and is about all that stuff so yeah yeah uh, it's not it's yeah. not for everyone you've been to, to find out like she found out she was pregnant and it'd be like yeah yeah go for yeah. it like, I know it's, unbelievable. it's, it's your amazing career. that's yeah. really special exactly mm-hmm. could have been so easy to guilt tripping and staying or whatever but nah, she, she could have easily said like no I want you here during this time with me yeah of course yeah, yeah. yeah. easily but um, no we're yeah she's great we're great and we made it work and um, yeah I think you've seen guys probably played with who've had girlfriends that's not the case mm-hmm. and that kind of can definitely hinder their their careers yeah. and whatnot so it's uh, just all goes hand in hand it's like a big picture that and then so you were at Monterey Bay for a few months yeah, ended up being. I mean, I signed again one year with the one year option. Uh-huh. Um, had some. It was really stop start. I had to go to the UK to get my visa, and then you had also you came back here issues. to get or came back to Charleston to get married for. One came of back for friends. yeah, yeah. So it was, it was a lot of traveling. Yeah, uh-huh. coming back for baby scans as well. So yeah, there was, was a lot going on, but it was it was fun. In hindsight, it was it was a lot of fun looking back at the time. It was pretty stressful, but yeah. Uh, because we know it worked out, it's got a happy ending, and it's, it's all mm-hmm. good. And now you have a, a daughter that is is due in October. Yeah, October 9th, right? October 9th, yeah. October well 9th. Yep. Good memory. Yeah. And uh, how? And so then, basically, so now you're at Charleston, though. So, so yeah. How, how yeah. is that transition, and what happened there? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, stop, start, start to the career in Monterey, just with paperwork, whatever. But um, once we were gone, we um, it was good. Played quite a lot of games and. Um, Results were pretty up and down, but I just always felt there was a lot of quality in the group and mm-hmm. experienced guys, like um, good coaching staff. They were doing all the right things, so yeah. it was only a nev- like, matter of time before results turned around, and thankfully they've, they've started doing that, claiming the table. So now it's great to see, and it was it was tough to leave, but um, as soon as there was interest from Charleston, I was mm-hmm. keen to make it happen. And um, yeah, it was basically just that at first interest I think and they sort of reached out to Monterey to see what the situation was and mentioned Frank earlier he's a great guy great yeah. coach but just an amazing person to like understand my situation and be okay with me going back and I don't think many coaches would be happy losing like a starting player and putting personal things ahead of ahead of football so it was amazing that he did that and it all went smoothly and I came back well smoothly enough <laughs> they worked it out and There's I'm back a, good hiccup yeah, a couple of yeah, paperwork issues or whatever yeah. but uh, yeah I came back and um, that, this is me back yeah, yeah wife's yeah. in town it's nice being back, back, place back in, into Charleston yeah. with your pregnant yeah. wife now yeah. like yeah it's just it's, it's amazing yeah club yeah. I know well know all the staff and players and mm-hmm. you guys like yourself settled in well and been amazing like never left so it's, yeah uh, it's been great have you felt a, a, a mindset shift now with with having a kid on the way with your in terms of your career uh i think so i think personally and professionally it probably mm. just focus you a little bit more there's no real there's there's just like a this is this is happening there's nothing you can do about it like you gotta be prepared and you it mm-hmm. sort of forces you to sort of um just get ready as a dad, as you know, set up the apartment, everything is just has to be right for the baby coming and I think that sort of 
translate to professionally as well. It makes you want to be, you've got something extra to play for, extra yeah. motivation. Um, just, yeah, I think it's just going to change everything, honestly. I think mm. everyone you speak to as a parent will say the same and attest to that. So I'm excited for all the changes that, that come with it. Yeah, that's very, that's very exciting. Yeah. And it, it, like looking at the schedule, it looks pretty good too about how like we have quite a few home games in yeah. October. So hopefully it'll be all like yeah. be home, won't have to miss too That'd much great, and everything. Yeah. So that should be good. Yeah, save me requesting a few days off from the gaffer, but yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that will be okay. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I say, the timing works out nicely. And if baby's like a week or two late, then it'll coincide with the season ending, and mm -hmm. that would just be me. And that would be nice to have like to really deal with that at the end of the season. Yeah, start, like so. it, the timing works out yeah, pretty well with that. Yeah. Because yeah. even if you do have to miss a game or two, it's it's like you'll have most of off season to yeah. really get settled and everything. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And then, uh, does it, do you think it adds any more nerves or any more like stress, like to find a team for next year or anything? Now that you have another mouth to feed, and I think so. I think I think it does. It's easy to say no, but um, yeah, like I say, it's, it's, it's all on you as a parent to pro provide and. Um, I think maybe in the past, like when I left Iceland, left Finland, it was just me and I could, uh, I didn't have anything like that to hold me back and I could just make these decisions and when you went to New Zealand sort of thing, it's the same sort of deal, but now it's, there's extra extra factors and it's exciting, it's nice to sort of grow up and have yeah. <laughs> have other responsibilities and other people to, to factor in, so I'm excited yeah. for it. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So now we have like we have ten more games left this season. Yep. Hopefully, end on a high note with that. Yep. Playing LA Galaxy two tonight. Yep. Hopefully, get that win because it's going to be the first two back-to-back -back wins, and then yep. yeah, just hopefully. Yeah, you know, just it's like we even talked about it. I don't even know if it was on this or elsewhere, but it's mm -hmm. like if you just like take care of the business on the field, then like yep. everything else, like outside the field, kind of works itself yep. out. You know, if you come and do the extra training, the extra work, focus, you know, work as hard as you can then usually it, it works out with that. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so now we're all the way out today. That's the that's the podcast. Yeah. One one last question before we end. Okay. Um, the, everybody that pretty much is watching this right now probably would want to have a career to the, follow in your footsteps, you know, do that. What's one piece of advice you have for them in order for them to do that? Just one. Yeah. It's tough. You can say a few if you want. A few. I yeah. may have to give you a few. Um, just one piece. I mean, the cliche was obviously be hard work. I just think going by our stories, our personal situations, like doing the extra work. Mm -hmm. It's not always like hard work. I feel like it's just doing extra work. Yeah. Just like getting touches in. This should be enjoyable for the most part. Mm -hmm. like you should want to improve yourself, improve different aspects. I was always keen to not have anything like any excuse for a coach to not want to pick me. Like, so I try to work on all parts of my game, mm -hmm. like, like right foot, left foot fitness whatever it may be getting in the gym just try to be as complete as you can would be my but then you see guys who have like blistering speeds and they just have that one real yeah. asset then that's not a bad thing either but um, mm -hmm. I think for the most part just to be as complete as you can um, it's so hard just to give one but I think yeah I think that one was, was huge with that because yeah. it's like like I think 
um, even what you said about it, it's not like crazy hard work. It's just it's more consistent. Yeah. And like my whole thing was like, okay, like I don't want to. I would go out when I was younger and have like a four hour session once, like tr really grind mentality. Like I can't do this every day. No. And then so I just got after experimenting a lot. I'm like yeah. okay, if I just go out minimum hour a day, get touches in, or an hour every five five days a week minimum, then it's like I'm gonna be that's five hours you know a week plus on top of my team more training all most, that stuff. Yeah. Like I'm I'm gonna be be good with that. And like even now, like I have a lot of comments saying like, oh, like the your how much do you train? Are you training six hours a day? Like no, it's just you do your two hours. You know, you're training. You work on what you want to work on. You be, try to work to become a complete player on those weaknesses that you think are holding you back. But yeah. it's nothing crazy. Yeah, it's just I I've been doing this now for twenty years. You yeah. know, like this is my literally been my schedule for twenty years yeah. straight without a break. Yeah, you know. Besides exactly. Christmas or one holiday or yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like the quality can't be there when you go out for six hours. Like. Yeah. No. Not at all. Like you were saying earlier, high intensity is it's going to be better, higher quality than mm -hmm. just hours of average reps. I would say. Yeah. 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 But um, nothing that would stand out. Any other piece of advice? <sighs> you said you got a few, so. That's true. I did promise you a few. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, be proactive. Feel like if you really want it, you'll find a way to make it happen. Mm -hmm. um, don't be afraid. Just everything we've talked about. Don't be afraid of rejection. Like, don't be afraid to reach out to coaches, agents. Like, you're not the only one that's doing it. Yeah. Like, ev everyone's afraid of looking like a dick, so you might as well just be the one that stands out and go for it and do it within reason. Like, yeah. Be respectful and all that stuff. But yeah, don't help the guy like twelve times a day. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But uh -huh. uh, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Um, it's just it's competitive like it's it's not a given that you're going to get a contract and you're not just i don't think that just doing your team training is enough to really stand out for me personally that's from my experience like i feel like the reason i stood out at 17 for example when the coach came around was because i was doing extra at the time and i was always training at high level and yeah just there's so much so much that goes into it yeah yeah it's, it's hard to put into just a few, few I answers agree. but yeah. i think yeah nailed it though consistent hard work over the long term being proactive, like yeah. with your career, yeah, and and what was the last thing you just said? Uh, it's competitive. Like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's tough. There's a lot of guys that want to be where you are, and it's mm -hmm. pretty cutthroat. And can't do the bare minimum. You, yeah, exactly. You, uh, need you might get away with it for a year or two, but it yeah. catches up with you. Yeah, like, agreed. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for no, the podcast. Thanks for me on. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Hopefully a, a good so time. Pleasure. Yeah, I did. It was nice. <laughs> good. Killed a couple hours from good. Yeah, killed a couple hours. <laughs> now we're at 12, so now Let's we only go. have five hours until we leave for the stadium. There we go. Awesome. But anyway, guys, I hope you no, enjoyed the podcast. Be sure to... Uh, Robbie has an Instagram now, a new Instagram, so it'll sure be linked do. in the description there. Thanks, bro. Uh, but yeah, I hope you guys liked it. If you did, please hit the thumbs up button, subscribe, and tune in for the next podcast. All right, guys. Peace. Yeah.